Welcome to Unstoppable Faith with Dr. Kazumba Charles. This program is designed to inspire you to stand on the Word of God and to help you build unshakable and unstoppable faith in Jesus Christ. your host, Dr. Kazumba. Shalom and welcome to Unstoppable Faith. Uh, thank you for joining us. We are so glad if you're joining us on uh, Faith FM Radio. We are so glad you did. If you are joining us on uh, ZNBC TV3 there in Zambia or KITV, we're so glad you did. Today we have uh, an incredible program that uh, we'll be sharing. I have a special guest, uh, Pastor David Mischak. Before I bring him on, I just want first to read the scripture because he is going to help us understand the connection between uh, faith and grace. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. It says, uh, for it is by free grace, uh, which is God's unmerited favor, that you are saved or delivered from judgment and made partakers of Christ's salvation through your faith through your faith. Now, most of the times we connect, you know, we either are extreme in faith or extreme in grace. Is there a balance? How can we find the balance between grace and faith? To help us understand with that topic is my guest, senior pastor of New Song uh, Church in Kitchener, one of my pastors at New Song, a great, great family uh, 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 to us, Dr. Pastor David Mischak. Welcome to the program. It's good to be here with you today. It's, a, it's especially an honor for, uh, for those of you watching from Zambia. I look forward to coming sometime and uh, ministering with Dr. K sometime in the future. But I want to thank you for giving me this opportunity just to share my heart. And um, this is the message that, I'm, uh, that I've come today with is just something that is just born out of years of experience of watching a lot of believers um, frustrated mm -hmm. on one side of the scale or the other. Mm -hmm. And so I said, you know, there's got to be a balance of walking in these two. And as you said in the, the pre there, um, I find that very few people find the balance between the two and how they operate. And so I tried to, you know, just to study it to look through scripture and just to see okay how does this thing work how does mm -hmm. how do, what's our role and responsibility with regards to faith what is the role and responsibility of God with regards to grace and so without any further ado I um, want you me, to just dive let, in let and dive let's right go into, to the word let me dive right into scripture because that's my favorite place to be and I'm going to start off by reading a passage that a lot of people are familiar with from Hebrews uh, chapter 11 we're going to be starting in verse 1 so if you have your Bibles you want to follow along go right ahead I'm just reading from the King James verse I'll be reading also from the NLT today also. So starting in verse 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a good report. 
Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. And one final verse. But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And we see this phrase uh, throughout Scripture, the just shall live by faith. By faith, yes. And uh, I want to read a couple of other places where we see in Scripture where it says that exact phrase. So from Habakkuk, chapter 2 and verse 4, it says, Behold, his soul, which is lifted up, is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. In Romans chapter 1 and verse 17, it says this, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Another one from Galatians chapter 3 and verse 11. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident, for the just shall live by faith. And one final one, taken from Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 38. Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. And so we see here this pattern repeated in Scripture, coming to us from both the Old Testament and the New Testament, <laughs> that the just shall live by faith. But what I found is, is there's too many believers who just vacation in faith every now and again. They just visit in faith every now and again. But faith is not a movement. And, and in years gone by, faith has really taken a bad rap from some people because they didn't understand it. And so um, they, they said, oh, they're word faith people or they're extreme faith people or whatever the case may be. But the reality is, is each and every one of us is called to live by faith, not just occasionally, not just in a moment of crisis or not just when things are going really well. But we need to learn to live by faith each and every day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's not just something that we live on the weekend. It is something that you need to, to do your job at your workplace properly. It is something that you need to operate in in order to, to take care of your family properly, to deal with your kids. And in any circumstance and situation, we need to approach it all and live by faith. And so here's the question that I want to I ask everybody here today. What does living by faith look like today? What does living by faith look like today? We live in a, in a chaotic time right now. If there was ever a time when believers needed to be and act like believers, it's now. Okay? Yes. It's today. It's now. We need to be believers. And amidst all the challenges that we're facing with pandemic and financial challenges and everything else, it is very important for us as the believers to learn to to walk by faith. Another scripture verse that I didn't even read well, from Corinthians says, the, For we walk by faith and not by sight. And so uh, I'm hoping by the time I'm done, you're going to have a better understanding of what it means to do just that. But in order to be led by the Spirit of God, you've got to be a person who is walking by faith. 
Okay, let me say that again. If you're going to be led by the Spirit, and being led by the Spirit isn't just something that we need every now and again. We need to be led by the Spirit in every aspect of our lives. And so if we're going to do that, we've got to be people that are living by faith and not reacting out of our flesh. Not reacting and, 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 and doing things the way everybody else, and thinking about things the way everybody else would think about things. But we need to be led by the Spirit of God, and the only way to do that is to live by faith, is to walk by faith, not by sight. Romans chapter 8 and verse 14 has this admonishment for us. It says, but as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And so the goal is for each of us not to be led by our stomach, not to be led by our feelings, not to be led by our emotions, not to be led by outside sources in the world, not to be led by our education, our careers, not to be led by the almighty dollar, not to be led by any of these things, but the goal for us as believers is to be people that learn to be uh, walking by faith, led by the Spirit of God. Now the scripture verse that Dr. K started off with was Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8 and 9. And let's read that once again. I'm just going to read it. It says, For by grace are you ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, mm -hmm. not of works, lest any man should boast. And our right standing with God, I want you to understand something, our right standing with God is solely provided by God. Okay? I, w I want everybody to understand that very clearly right from the beginning. It says, for by grace are ye saved. Alright? For by grace are ye saved. Our right standing with God is solely provided by God. It's not something you can work towards. It's not something you can knock on enough doors to get. It's not something you can give enough money to get. Our right standing with God is solely provided by God. But what we need to understand is the second part of that phrase. Saved through faith. Through faith, yes. For by grace are you saved through faith. All right, faith has a role to play, and, 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 and we need to understand what that role is, what the limitation of that is, but we need to understand what that, what that role is in our lives if we're going to be saved. And so we need to understand that through faith part, what it means, saved by grace, through faith, walk by faith, not by sight. We live by, let me say it this way, we live by faith, we receive grace, okay? We're saved through faith. We receive grace. Now that I'm saved, now that I'm a believer, I'm walking with God, now it's not about salvation anymore. Mm -hmm. It's about living as a son of God, led by the Spirit of God. And I need to know that I do so because of the grace of God. Amen. But how do I access the grace of God? How do I get a hold of the grace of God that's made available for me today to be healed, to be provided for, to react the right way? to think the right way. We do it through faith. And so, I like to put it this way, grace is God's work. Amen. And faith is our work. Yes. And I know that flies in the face of some people and what they've been taught yes. and, and, and their understanding because they just think everything is up to God all the time. Yeah. And God chooses who's going to be saved. Mm. You know what? God doesn't force salvation on anybody. He no. doesn't force it on me. He doesn't force it on you. You have a choice in the matter. Mm. And, and so, grace is God's work. Faith 
is our work. All right? And when we don't have a proper understanding of God's work, grace, and we don't have an understanding of what we do, faith, then what ends up happening is we end up being unbalanced and not walking in the fullness that God has made available to us. And so, Dr. K, I find a lot of Christians today, they're saved, they're on their way to heaven, they know Jesus, but they're not living in the fullness. There is no, you know, Jesus said in John, he says, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. So my faith experience growing up as a kid um, was, was, was so different from my understanding today. And, and I thought just, well, the world's going to hell in the handbasket, tie a knot in the gospel rope, just hang on until Jesus comes back. But that's not the abundant life that God wants each and every one of us to live. And so we've got to, we've got to learn what our part is. God's, not, God's done everything that he's going to do. Okay, um, it's not up to God to do anything anymore. It's it's up to us to learn what He's done and then what our part is now. And so, theologically speaking, let's put it this way: everybody has their comfort zone when it comes to grace and comes to faith, and so they lean towards one or the other just naturally, depending on uh, what you've been taught or what you've heard. And so, to those who hold uh, an extreme or even uh, what I call a, a even slightly unbalanced view of faith, then then they get they uh, they get really frustrated with grace. And the same thing on the other side, those who have ventured out to understand faith, um, who've who've got an extreme view of faith, what ends up happening is they end up. They end up judging one another. Mm -hmm. Instead of trying to understand one another, they end up judging one another. And so what I found is there's is the people who have an extreme view of faith think that it's all about them, all about what they can do. The people who end up having an extreme view of, of grace believe that it's all up to God. And so it leads to one of two things. It either leads to, if you have an extreme view of faith, it, it leads to, well, I've got to do this. And you end up having this works mentality. You end up having this checklist mentality. Well, I've got to do this, and I've got to do that, and I've got to do this, and I've got to do that. Now, there are some things you need to do in your life, but, uh, you know, you got to understand something. There is an aspect of grace that that person needs to understand. And then the person, someone who ends up uh, having an extreme view of grace, they end up just with this case or raw type attitude, whatever will be, will, will be. be, and the future's not mine to see, and so whatever happens to me must be God's will. But the reality is there's a lot of things that are happening to Christians today that aren't God's will, Amen. and we need to understand what God's will is. And let me give you a little bit of a hint. You'll find out what God's will is by studying His Word. Amen. And so when you study His Word, you find out what God's will is. Mm -hmm. and, and so we should never... Uh, never base what God wants to do in our lives on someone else's experience because someone else's experience may not have anything to do with the Word of God. And uh, we, should, we should always judge our experience, keep coming back to the Word of God because the Word of God is the thing that is the standard. It's the plumb line. It's the, it's the measure in our life. And so I want to define these two things. We need a balance of grace and faith. Let's try to define grace just for a moment. Mm -hmm. Um, the classic definition of the word grace is God's riches at Christ's expense. God's riches at Christ's expense. And um, it is what God does for you independently of what you deserve. All right? It, it has nothing to do with us and is completely an act of God towards each and every one of us. It's, it is something that is unearned. That's the one thing I want you to understand. Uh, Titus chapter 3, verse 3 to 7 says this, Once we too were foolish and disobedient, we were misled and became slaves to many lusts and pleasures. Our lives were full of uh, evil and envy. We hated each other. But 
When God our Savior revealed His kindness and love, He saved us, not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of His mercy. He washed away our sins, giving us a new birth and a new life through the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. He generously poured out the Spirit upon us through Christ our Savior. Because of His grace, He made us right in His sight and gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. And so it's unearned. You can't earn the grace of God, all right? The second thing is, it's undeserved. Um, the, the song, Amazing Grace, was, was written by a man who was a slave owner at one point in his life, and he realized, God got a hold of his heart, and he realized the depravity to which he had dropped to in his life, the depravity of the sin in his life, and he realized that he didn't deserve the forgiveness of God, uh, or even of mankind for the things that he had done. But yet, he wrote that, that song that we all beloved and sing called Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace that saved a wretch like me. Now, the, the next thing I want you to understand about grace, and this is just the Coles Notes version. Each and every one of these things could be a sermon in and of themselves. But grace is given prior to us needing it. Amen. It is something that was given to, given to us prior. God didn't wait. Uh, Romans says, but God showed his love toward us. King James Version said, commended his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Mm -hmm. And so it is completely something that is given to us. Um, if you had to be worthy, uh, if you had to do something to earn it, it wouldn't be grace. All right? It would be something that you earned. And you can't earn salvation. You can only receive salvation. salvation. Okay? It's not based on your goodness. It's based on his greatness. It's based on his goodness. And so so Romans chapter 5 and verse 2, let's move on now. It says this, By whom also we have access by faith into this grace. Aren't you glad we have access to this grace? Hallelujah. It's undeserved, it's unearned, it's a free Amen. gift from God. It's something that saves us and sets mm -hmm. us free from sin in the world. And we have access to it. We need to pay attention to what Romans 5, 2 says here. By whom also we have access by faith into this grace. Mm -hmm. So how do we get into this grace? We have access to getting into this grace by by, by faith. And it says, we stand and rejoice in the hope and the glory of God. Uh, the New Living Translation says this way of Romans 5.2, because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. Hallelujah. And so, if you're, if you're listening to me, say this with me, grace is unearned grace and undeserved. Unearned. And we it. access, we access mm. the grace of God through faith. Now, Hallelujah. let's move on to faith now, the Coles Notes version. Um, uh, before I say what faith is, I want to say what faith isn't. It's not something you do to get God to respond to you. Okay? Mm -hmm. Faith is not something you do well, if I don't do this or I don't do that, well, then God's not going to respond to me. No, it's not something you do to get God to respond to you, to act on your behalf, all right? Because anything, uh, any, any uh, human uh, needs to understand that we, have a, we all have needs from God, and we don't get God to respond to us, um, uh, to, to respond... Oh, to, uh, <laughs> not we don't get them to act on our behalf, but but what we knew, God has provided grace, and what we do is it, it's it's not getting God to respond to you, okay? Mm -hmm. And so, 
uh, anything, any need that we have as a human has already been provided by the by grace God. of God. Yes. And so salvation has been provided by the grace of God. Healing has been provided by the grace of God. Deliverance has been provided by the grace of God. Joy, peace, provision, or that word prosperity, these things have been provided, provided by, by the grace of God. Mm-hmm. And here's the challenge, and this is where many people trip up. Um, now it's true that faith causes the power of God to come into manifestation, but it isn't God responding to your faith. Now, I, I, this is something that I wrestled with for a long time. It's not God responding to your faith. Faith doesn't move God. He's already been moved. That's true. He's already been moved to save you. He's already been moved to heal you. He's already been moved to deliver you. He's already done what he can do to set you free and to pr- provide for you. Faith doesn't move God. Faith moves you. Hallelujah. Faith moves you. It puts you in a position to receive what Mm. God has already provided by grace. And so picture with me a a baseball scene Mm. where the pitcher is pitching Mm. and the catcher is receiving. The catcher needs to get behind the plate in order to receive the pitch. And so we need to position ourselves so that we can receive Mm. the pitch, so that we can receive what God is given, what God has given to us by grace. And so faith moves us into position Mm -hmm. to receive what God has already provided. All right? Mm -hmm. God doesn't need to move. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I I like the point you make uh, to do do with um, uh, our faith is not what gets God to move. Faith moves us. Yeah. Because God is already ready to act. Amen. And you know, with that point, the way I love it is because many people beat themselves up to say, yeah. I did not receive this because I don't have enough faith. And some, they compare themselves to us to say, oh, he has that because uh, he has more faith i don't have more faith mm-hmm. so i like that point you're making now we're doing the series with uh, dr david uh, uh mischak here we're doing the series this series is going to be a three packed series it's <laughs> going to be unpacked to do with uh, the balance between grace and faith i'm excited for you because uh, you're going to receive uh, the revelation of the truth of the word of god so that you can walk in the provision of God, walk in the confidence of God by faith and receive all that God has for you. This is only part two. Now, before we go, I'm going to ask Dr. David to pray for you. He's going to pray and declare the word of God for you. Oh, I can even feel the anointing of God right in this place right now because I know you've been believing God for something and this man of God right here, God has given him a word to teach us the balance between grace and faith so that we don't swing to the left of so much, but we have the balance that brings us into prosperity. Go right ahead, man of God, uh, and just pray into the screen, into your camera there. Declare the word of God. All right. And so, Father, I just stand together with my my fellow brothers and sisters in the Lord today. And... uh, Lord, I just know that in order for us to walk in the manifested Word of God, in order for us to see the Kingdom of God uh, come to life in each and every one of us, Father, it it takes us having some understanding of things. And I pray, God, that Mm -hmm. the words that they have heard today would go beyond their mind, that they would study them out to see if they're true. They'd meditate upon these Scripture verses, Lord God, because if 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 we're to see 
you move the way you need to move. It's going to take more than just me understanding faith. It's going to take more than than Dr. Kazumba understanding faith and preaching about it. It's going to take every believer in the body of Christ rising up with an understanding of what faith is, what grace is, how they work together, because you've got an abundant life for each and every one of us. And I can't be where that person is on the other end of this line. But Father, you can get a hold of their heart. They can begin to learn to grow and walk by faith and not by sight and see their circumstances change. I can't change their circumstances, but when they step out in faith, Lord God, they can see those. And so I just pray for my brothers, sisters in the Lord today, stand in agreement. They're going to grow. They're going to mature. They're going to understand these things. Holy Spirit, just reveal it to them in a a strong way today, I pray. Let this revelation just come into their heart and life and change them from the inside out. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm so glad you joined us wherever you were tuning in, whether by radio or television. We're so excited you continue to watch Unstoppable Faith. And we bring you the balance of faith and grace. Until then, join us next week. I'll have Dr. David Mischak right here again as we go into the second part of understanding the balance between faith and grace. Let the Lord bless you and keep you. Until then, shalom, shalom. Faith is the currency of the kingdom of God. Thank you for tuning in to Unstoppable Faith with Dr. Kazumba Charles. If this program has been a blessing to you, write to us at life at and share your testimony.